And now, of course, it's available to them to do it at very low cost to PCAS if they believe they have a case. The bit I find most difficult, and I'm afraid, Mr. Binley, this is where we have disagreed in the past, is where allegations and assertions and hearsay and statements are made that are not then supported by the evidence. I will, as you would expect, take this one that you may be aware of today and investigate it further. Let me come in. You've heard the response from the people here. You've heard the response from other people. Whenever this issue is raised, there is something that has gone wrong in the past in your organisation. That is beyond doubt by the reactions of many hundreds of people, some in absolute tears, fought and near to, uh, from their own point of view, destruction who have come and unburdened themselves because of the cis situation they've got themselves into with your organisation. With a great so deal of respect, Mr. Lindley, I don't expect the people to come me, along to a meeting like this and the people who are going to shout and scream and support and tell them I'm not shouting and screaming no. at anybody. I'm simply telling you that there have been many hundreds of people that I've met who have been very seriously harmed by the actions of your organisation. And the sooner you wake up to that fact and have a real understanding and want to do something about it for the good of all the people in your, your organisation, the better your organisation will be. All I've ever asked for, Mr. and Mr. Mulholland will know this as well, all I've ever asked for, and that goes to my chief executive as well, is to be pointed and into the direction of clear evidence which we can then go and pursue to determine whether we have done something in error. We've been error. pointed to that evidence again and again. Simply face up to the We've problem. We've been pointed to allegation and assertion again and again. Simply face up to the problem and as a senior manager do something about it. That's all people are asking for. They don't want not to be a part of your organisation. They do want to be a part of your organisation operates fairly for all concerned. I couldn't agree more. So I, I believe we do do something about it. We are doing something about it. The, the fact that the average length of time that publicans spend in our pubs is increasing suggests we are doing something about it. The time about value. That is a fact. That is a fact. As is, these are auditable facts. I can't come here and tell you a statement like that unless it was factually correct. The average length of time that people spend in our pubs is now six years. All pubs including the ones that were just re-let last year, six years. Now, um, I, I said earlier on, uh, I'm sorry, this I definitely know before you came into the room, about the transfer of value that we, again, factually, it's evidence, it's there in our report and accounts about the transfer of value that has taken place in our business from landlord to tenant over the last few years. I, I, I don't know what more facts or evidence I can present. I do accept that we will get it wrong from time to time. All I've ever asked is to be pointed at places where we may have got it wrong so that I can do a proper investigation and then <coughs> rectify the issue if indeed it is rectified. Just, just, just what, what, one point of clarification, of course, um, enterprise, uh, that seems I'm not part of enterprise, they're not enterprise employees, and that's an important point to correct it. But I've got 500 employees who are enacting the policies, procedures, expectations that I make of them, and I, I expect them to fulfil the, both the intent of our business and the spirit of our business to the best of their ability. If that has not happened, all I've ever asked for is tell me when it's not happened, and then I'll deal with it. One very quick question, Simon, from a business point of view. If the government did legislate tomorrow, not very soon, at least tomorrow, um, 
the entire public price. So yes, there has been evidence of rents coming down in some places, but bearing in mind there are 28,000 times the pubs. Um, I think so to say it's probably a handful, maybe a maybe hundred or so. I'm doing the rent addition meals every day, and on most occasions I'm missing a rent reduction. I don't believe those are open market rent value levels. That's my recommendation to the tenant, that the tenant doesn't want to take the risk or the expense of pushing that to a third party. Mr. Townsend rightly said that they've had six or seven new uh, agreements where there's some clear tie options. I think it's important to say they are partial tie releases, they're not entire full tie. Yes, the information that, that Mr. Townsend could probably offer to the, uh, to the committee here today is, is evidence of their churn rate. How many tenants of theirs have been busted? Um, and the fact that there's tenants staying in for six years and that's a longer period of time than there was is quite simple because they're trapped in a situation. You can't sell your product, the rent's too much, nobody wants to buy it, the time products are too much. So the fact that they're staying for six years means they're surviving for six years, that's all. If they could get out and get some, some sort of recompense for it, they would. And follow up on that, and it's a difficult because that must be an average, really. As an average, and as a percentage, what do you estimate that the cut company would tend to take over the cut company? So, anywhere up to 80%. Which one would that be? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can, I can give you a calculation to affect that, but it's in many cases 100%. That's what I'm going to do. Is it time to do it? If the public can go first, the fact is we will not be taking any money out of that at that point either. And the, the, the clear um, efforts that we will make if there is a, a rebalancing required that cannot wait until a cyclical rent review and because we believe the individual publican is, is doing or is capable of doing all the right things to run that club effectively, manage their cost base effectively and that, that requires us to take a reduction in our income to secure the long term sustainability of that then we will do that and we have done uh, discretionary financial support um, over the last number of years in tens of millions of pounds across our estate. So if there is a, a long-term sustainability um, uh, assessment that can determine that that individual public is doing all of the right things and requires a rebalancing of the, uh, of the share of profit from the public investment, then that is something that we will do and do do on a regular basis. I, I said in my opening statement that our members have reduced by 12%. The, our discounts have increased by 75%. There, there has been an enormous transfer of value from our profit and loss account into public and profit and loss accounts. That is fact. Now, that hasn't affected every single public in, in the industry, of course, in our, in our service, of course. But that is simple fact. And that, I would say that's reflected across, yeah. reflect across the whole of the assignable loans. Yes, yes. Uh, just a, a suggestion to Mrs. Collins about where you could get some facts. You could go to the tax credits department and ask them how many SEs are on all tax credits. That would show the possibility. Just a suggestion. Uh, I did a slightly controversial one, 
not that the meeting is that, it's a difference, actually. Marsford and Joe stated that estimates that it stands earn, on average, about 45,000 pounds. Stand up comedy is not good. So the accommodation is inclusive. Yes. Oh, so they say thirty-five thousand in the average salary, and Mr. Townsend's But that has been the quoted uh, position from enterprise for many years now. Forty-five thousand, including including accommodation. Um, and in fact, in, in enterprise's uh, interim reports and accounts, they quite regularly state that, of course, um, we've got a situation where we've got beer volume sales on the decline. Whereas profits in decline, costs on the increase, utilities, rates, minimum wage, with all those things working against the tenant, there's no way that could be a possibly sustainable level of income. I go for the terms of a roughly twice the national average of average. I can tell you now the two of us share a salary of 24,000 pounds. And, and the idea that the average is 35,000, I think, is just totally important. Well, I'm Point the finger 
at the landlord who is obviously seeking to, um, to, to run a business and, and uh, negotiate an acceptable rate of return on the assets that we own. But it is, it is equally easy to forget that the tax take that is, uh, uh, that is taken from the average public <coughs> Sorry, in our estate, has increased by 19%. And VAT, and rates. Continue to go down. I can demonstrate 
what additional services are being provided, which is the benefit of the tide system, by a range of my members, which help in that balance of risk and reward. Well, what I can't do, and what I have no information about, is... Earnings and their relationship, and it is not. I cannot 
um, in a competitive environment, make comments about how individual companies deal with pension lessees. What I can and have tried to do is to set a framework which does improve risk and reward. And frankly, well, that is what business okay, artists you, do. You said does. How does it? Because your answer says we don't... Because we have reduced rents and we are now offering a whole range of different arrangements. The companies have reduced rents. So you said well, sorry, but I just said earlier that a range of members of the BBPN who have long assigned reasons, which is what we're talking about here. We're not on the whole talking about three-year, really tired reasons, which is a slightly different But against that whole lot, I have information which suggests that rents have gone down and that the services that are being offered in a tied uh, situation have considerably increased the risk of rewarding and have created public So it, it's happened naturally. Can, can, can I just say that, that, that I think it's a bit disingenuous to say that rents have been dropped. Let's not forget that tight tenants have an inflationary rent increase every year. So in five years, your rent will have gone up by around about 15%. So rents have gone down in the enterprise estate by 12%, and they're still marginally more than they were when we started five years No, that's after the effect of as I as is clearly shown in our results. Can I, can I address the point that was made earlier about the vested interest in the profitability of the public? Yes, absolutely. The most financially disastrous incident that occurs in our business is when a business fails and a pub closes. It is by far the biggest cost that we incur. And if we, going back to my earlier comment, if we can determine that the, there is an imbalance in the um, share of profits taken out of the pub with a publican who is doing all of the right things, who is running their pub effectively well, cost efficiently, then we will rebalance that, that um, share. That is, that is factually, again, clearly demonstrated through our accounts what we do, because we do have a massive vested interest in the sustainability of the pub and preventing business failure. There is nothing more costly to our business.
do I call for another review of the Biz Select Committee and another urging of the government who placed regulators in the business of supermarkets to place regulators in the, with statutory underpinning in the business of pubs. But what stage do you think we should introduce that? Because that's, you put it up for four reports, at what stage, what sort of success rate would you want from these with people around you and the thousands, tens of thousands outside? What success rate would you want to justify the continuation of a voluntary, self-regulated well, I would hope that the government would give us the opportunity to introduce version 6 um, of the code. Um, obviously, you have to give um, these changes time to bed in. And then the, uh, and then the select committee, um, obviously, as a select committee, and I have to be honest and say this feels like sitting in front of the select committee. Uh, the select committee has the, uh, um, obviously, the ability to call us at any stage. And the government will make that decision. At what stage should I begin to believe that it's gone on long enough, it hasn't worked as well as it should, and therefore we need to fall back on what the committee actually wanted, which was a statutory underpinned regulation. At what stage should I, as a member of Parliament, take that decision? I'm sure in no doubt you will call us back to give evidence in due course, but I hope you would allow us to and to publish version 6 of the code and to consider uh, the changes that we have made at that step. Now, now, what's the time frame you think you want to make sure it works properly? And what evidence can you give us to tell us that it's working properly? Well, we've provided a whole range of evidence about the changes that, that companies have made in culture and the change of agreements that they've made. Um, and indeed, You're in the company is Well, of course I am. I don't see them doing it. Because they pay for it. And this is the problem. And this is why I want to see some change in you. I want you to see yourself as a representative of the whole industry, irrespective of the fact that they finance you. And I said, I want you to help me. Tell me, how much time should we give you? And what information should you give us to prove that self-regulation, voluntary self-regulation, is working? Should it be another year and a half? May I, may I ask that? I, I, I believe you should leave it to a, a strong, robust regime of self-regulation, no, which no, is being interviewed and involved I'm sorry, but the fact is, there, there, there appears to be no matter of no amount of evidence or fact that we will continue to produce um, appears to convince you or uh, uh, help you to change your mind. I, we we appear to be, and as is the case with certain campaign groups, there are there are things that are going to be demanded by the campaign groups with which we will never be able Isn't to that agree. Very odd. You see, you expect us to believe what you tell us, but you don't believe that you tell us. No, I'm not asking you to provide evidence. I'm asking you to provide evidence. Silent, silent, We've heard your beliefs on many occasions. I want to know from Richard, who is primarily responsible for the creation of the group under her jurisdiction, as I understand. 
I want to know what time frame we should give you to judge whether it's working or not, and what evidence you will provide to prove whether it's working or not. Let us yeah, have some time frame to all of this, recognising what the committee recommendation was in 2010. The industry must be aware that this is its last opportunity for self-regulated reform. Recognising that, we have a responsibility as members of Parliament sitting on this committee, so you help us. Tell us what the time frame is and tell us what the information uh, you uh, can give us to satisfy our minds in this respect. I think, first of all, um, obviously, you, the Secretary of State, uh, Dr. Cable, came to the committee and he has subsequently written and asked all of us who engaged um, in this debate and the majority of us to provide him with information, and I assume that he will be reporting back uh, to the committee what he found. Yes. So I think that's the point. You misunderstand the role of the I committee. The role of the committee is a relatively independent body in parliamentary terms, and we don't take instruction or uh, orders from ministers. No, no, but you've asked so, us for information, and presumably... So forget Vince Cable. Forget Vince Cable. I want to know from you what the time frame should be and what the information you should be that you will provide that will satisfy us. And it can't be five years, it can't be four years. I don't know what it is. I'm not suggesting You let me have a word in Edwards, I'll make a suggestion. I am suggesting that you let us complete Framework 6, <coughs> and that Framework 6 then has to have time as Framework 5. How much time? How much time?
uh, other, other issues that are connected to how many different pubs are uh, having problems. Um, to what extent is, is the problem that the industry uh, has hit these problems? The pub codes in general, <laughs> in particular, are you know, hugely deleveraged because of, hugely leveraged because of the uh, rate at which you bought all these pubs. And ultimately, the market, the, the business model that was set in place when, when your organisation was set up, is basically fundamentally unsustainable and can only be sustained at the expense of your, your levels. And if that is the case, you know, how many more lives are going to be right? It, it is not the case. Our, the level of our borrowings and the assets that we've acquired with those borrowings, the level of our borrowings have no bearing on the, uh, the, the rents and the income that we generate from our clubs. The fact is that those are assessed and negotiated and reflect the market that we're operating in. If that wasn't the case, notwithstanding Mr. Clark's comments about um, the, the 100 or so he uh, says he represents, he advised them that it's not an open market rent. Howsoever one is to interpret that, the fact is these are negotiated agreements between the parties at the time of new agreements, at the time of rent reviews, at the time of deeds of variation. These are agreed between the parties. And um, that transfer of value that I referred to earlier is what we have done in order to reflect the conditions that our public is facing as best we can and as quickly as we can when the occasions arise. But as I've also said earlier, the biggest single cost to our business, as you only need to look at our profit and loss account for the last four years, has been the rates of business failures that have gone on. Now, there will be occasions on which we've got the terms wrong that may then lead to business failure, but there are many, many other contributory factors that lead to the pressures on, on publicans. We're doing what we can to alleviate those, but you can see from our own profit and loss account the changes that we've had to affect in our business. But if, you're, if, you're, if you were to say that actually you know, what we're doing here, we're having to do, because of the time at which we bought the pubs and, and so on, you know, some people might, might accept that, others might not. But you also actually, don't worry about the debt, that's nothing to do with the whole uh, situation. People are going to come back to you and say, well, how is it then, on that basis that you can have this massive buying power that you're talking about, but still charge publicans more for the beer than what they could get on the market? It doesn't seem to make sense. They should be better off than being with you, surely, than, than with someone who they just buy, they've only got very tiny amount of buying. Well, clearly we believe they are better off. And not, not <laughs> the, price the, beer, the price of the beer is just one single element of the agreement that will take place in the negotiation that will take place between the two parties. And if somebody, we, we let onto new agreements, some of those pubs will have been bought by individuals who can then, who will choose to then run in exactly the way they please. I, I, I believe, understand, the number of, of pubs that have moved into a free of time environment by, by nature of the sales from companies such as ours has grown. Now, there is a choice for people to, to undertake whether they want to come up with half a million pounds and buy their own pub and take all the risks associated with that, or they want to negotiate a terms under which will incur the cost of the pub and will agree the terms that operate between us. Do you not say that on that basis, if you think, well, what we're offering is a pretty good deal, why, why not just say, well, pay a fair market rent? Uh, and then if we've got the best deal, you can buy your beer from us, that's good for us. If we haven't got the best deal, you can go elsewhere. And you know you're paying a fair market rent, you're paying a fair market, market rent. Market with new publicans coming into our business. What I've always said, and going back to your question, Marlon, earlier on, I've always said it is against, against the fundamental principles of contract law to 
unilaterally demand a renegotiation of the terms between companies at the time that pleases the individuals? Pickass and Perth, interesting combination. Um, to uh, uh, Mr. Townsend and uh, Ms. Simmons, is in factual one, what are the annual budgets of both those organisations? I'm afraid I would have to write to you and tell you, I really can't tell you what that is. But they are paid for by, um, by, member, well, by, by pub companies. Yeah, I think the purpose of the question, obviously, is that if these ones would be meaningful, to be relevant, truthful, they wouldn't be very good. But do you think that there's a reason about the medicine? All I would say is a, a recipient of two awards where we were found wanting is that the process that they undertook, I believe, is rigorous. Um, the, I, I ought to pick up on a point of, that was made earlier on about confidentiality. The only reason, as I understand it, that confidentiality was ever sought was to prevent the reinterpretation of the outcome after the event. I, I, I believe that hasn't worked in the, the first two cases because both parties decided to um, publicise their experience anyway. I think the way forward for something like BCAS is that at the outcome of the case, there should be a published statement which is agreed by both parties and then prevents the reinterpretation or the misinterpretation, what happens, you'll notice that in both cases, and I, I know one of the gentlemen is here, and I'm not alluding to him at all, but in both cases, statements were made by the other parties. I've not sought to place my interpretation on I've not sought to respond to those cases, because I did understand that the outcomes were supposed to be confidential. I don't think that works myself. I think it's got to be more open. And the fact is, I've tried to be as open as I can about the fact that we were found wanted. We made errors. We sought to resolve those errors. We were unsuccessful. And I, what we do do, as a, as a speaking for enterprise, <coughs> is we publicise the availability of PERS to every member of our estate. But that, if that is, they arrive at a rent review situation which is not acceptable, the terms that are being offered are not acceptable to them, and they feel they should require third party determination, independent third party determination, that's available to them. We promote that as a route through. I, I do also think that the new corporate governance that we've talked about, about setting them up under a new umbrella which is seen and will be more independent, um, is going to help uh, possibly the situation. Again, I would say the PCAS and PERS have evolved, but I think both. Uh, we were asked to provide low-cost um, ways of, of dealing with disputes once uh, they have gone through their own uh, company a dispute process is the right way forward, and I think both of those bodies fit that role. I would add one, one final point, if I may, that if Mr. Thompson is so determined that the 100 or so rent reviews that he's represented do not reflect the open market terms, he should be recommending that they get sent for third party determination independently by person. That, that's precisely the best way to get to us, Mr. Thompson. Would you have any advice for us to see to use? I just clarify one thing first. I don't know where it got mixed up, but uh, I wasn't claiming that I've done 100 rent reviews and I've had 100 um, tenants. It's a number of tenants, I can tell you from the top of my head, but certainly not. Um, I have uh, on occasion uh, advised tenants to uh, seek redress with the scheme. Um, I personally have very little faith within it. Um, if you're a tight tenant in London, for example, you get a choice of five spares, you can choose off the independence 
the surveyors list. Uh, one of them is acting against me right now on the advertisements. <laughs> one of them is from the company uh, who I arbitrated the last trend review and were um, penalised by the RCS for failing to disclose conflicts of interest. And two of them are um, independent experts that were appointed by the president of the RCS of this trend review that I'm currently going through, both of which have transpired not um, disclosed their conflicts of interest to the president of the RCS. So they have to resign. So four of the five. And not and certainly in my opinion in a position to claim independence. So it, it's a very difficult thing. The problem is with, with PERS is it's plus that it's very cheap compared to going through an independent expert or an arbitrator process. It's minus is that you get no reason award, you get a piece of paper saying your rent is there is no power of disclosure, so if you need to find out this information, you can go back to uh, Davies challenges in his government uh, response. The tenant needs to be able to have access to the correct information to make a sound business decision and resolve the dispute there. That is not available. Um, you mentioned the cost there. Um, the cost of £200 to take the case to the people. Um, do you think that's deterring people to do that? Uh, I think it would deter some of you. You could remember a lot of these people are already on the bread line. Um, uh, having said that, you know. I do understand the principle that uh, you don't want everybody firing in the million one different complaints, and uh, so a mechanism to try and uh, protect some of the perhaps vexatious um, claims is not a bad one. But uh, I do think too about these people aren't going to bother going to the PICAS complaint that they've put them in the rent review notice on that day. I mean, that, that's the sort of thing that it, it can only address complaints that are contained within the code, and this is the whole point. If the code doesn't contain Content that is needed, and very few people are going to use the service because it's not going to be a complaint. It's sort of people marking their own home before. Well, hang on. That's not correct. 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 Well, thank you for that. Um, we're going to have to, uh, to move on. Um, I'm to, to finish and to our time to, to go. Um,
even if we had a debate. And we wouldn't have these votes. So, so you're saying that that wouldn't happen? Well, the example I was which I think is I think, a good example of publicans own confidential information, even though it's provided to us. Could you give me an example of what you're asking about? I, 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 I have, I'm being careful here because I don't want to say something that's never happened and I'm just not aware of. Um, but I, I'm just not quite sure why I would have read BDPA well, as an organisation would have information. Well, perhaps I'll, I'll drop you a line. So yeah, drop me a line. Um, and I don't think the release of confidential trading information 
this is clearly a, a journey and it, a, I think a vast amount of uh, uh, progress has been made during the course of the last few years. We will continue to embark on this journey because it is an immensely competitive market and m many, many, many of the responses that we've made as a business, and I'm sure the case will be for other companies as well, is to address the, the ability to attract and retain high quality publicans to run our pubs. Some pubs, we believe are not sustainable given the change in the market around us. Those are the pubs that we have ended up disposing of, of which I say there were 200 in the course of the last year. That, I'm afraid, is a, a feature of the change in the marketplace around us. What we do within our own marketplace in terms of the commercial terms and the protections and the measures and the remedies and the resources that we apply, um, are, it is in our interest to have long-term sustainable pubs and long-term profitable publicans. That's what we're in business for. We're not going to agree clearly with some of the people who come here today, and we're not going to agree with the demands of certain campaign groups, but we will continue to do what we can to ensure the long-term sustainability of our customers. Thanks, Chris. Um, any questions? Just the rebranding of the feedbacks. There's nothing new there, and that didn't exist for quite some time. And I think when Ed Davey gave his response, he said that self-regulation would be speedy and quick and help the trade. And I think Mr. Davey's visit was a short trip down to Dover, and I think what the, the A's Thank you.